Welcome everyone to the Freddie and Alyssa show. Happy Wednesday, happy Thursday, happy Friday, and the four other days if you happen to be watching on one of those. We want to thank you for stopping by. We got a little pop culture news today, a lot going on in the world, and a lot of positive innovation. I don't know if any of you saw Richard Branson live go into space. We've got Jeff Bezos going into space in a few days, and this is 2021. There are billionaires going to space <laughs> as if they just opened up a chain restaurant. It's just kind of like interesting how our worlds are just all coming together and uh, never a dull moment. <laughs> never a dull never moment. Never a dull moment. But we definitely want to get into that. And we have a big question for you as well. Would you go to space if you were offered a seat? Because I think the seats are like $9 million. But if you happen to get on for free or you won a contest, would you go to space? Alyssa and I have discussed it in length, and we're going to discuss it today because <laughs> I, I think I might be able to change some of your minds, but maybe not. But let's hop into today's episode. Welcome, everyone, to the Freddie and Alyssa Show. If you're new to the channel, be sure to subscribe, like, comment, all that fun YouTube stuff. If you're watching on Facebook, give us a follow. And if you're listening on a platform like iTunes and you want to leave us a five-star review because you think we deserve it, that would be amazing. We've been putting up content now for about four years and we couldn't be doing this without you showing up every single Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, or one of the other four <laughs> days watching these episodes. So thank you for your ongoing support. We really, really appreciate it. And since I've just had two cups of coffee and I'm on a roll, on I'm going to take roll, today's baby. sponsor. But I am going to try to do it like a professional and look up to the camera and make an emotional connection with Ooh. those of you watching and those of you listening. Let me see if I can have everyone hang on every word. I do have some training in acting, <laughs> so maybe I'll be able to do this well. Would you like to present the product? I would like to present the product. If you're looking for the perfect feel-good summer read, look no further, because you can now sit back, relax, and enjoy the New York Times bestseller, now in paperback, The Lost and Found Bookshop by Susan Wiggs. So the premise of this book, since all of you were asking, um, and Alyssa was asking. Yeah. So the premise of this book <laughs> surrounds a woman named Natalie Harper. No relation to Harper Collins itself, but Natalie Harper, who after her mother's death inherits a charming but financially strapped bookshop in San Francisco and becomes caretaker for her ailing grandfather. Books provide welcome solace for her grief and her struggle. People Magazine calls the book a feel-good family saga, a charming tale about the silver linings of unwanted detours. This read is the perfect book for readers of Jennifer Weiner and Emily Henry. Whether it's your top pick for a book club, whether it's your top pick to just enjoy a read by the poolside or on the beach or in a hammock or enjoying a cup of coffee on the patio, this book could be for you <laughs> and it is for you. So head on over to HarperCollins.com. That is HarperCollins, H-A-R-P-E-R-C-O-L-L-I-N-S.com and grab the, your copy of The Lost and Found Bookshop by Susan Wiggs. Boom, baby! Very so, good job, sir. You know, if you bring the energy, it just really helps. <laughs> um, so before we get into the space talk, I got to kick it over to you because I mm. am so, so proud of you. Um, you have your second closing on your second home. This, this woman decided to become an agent, <laughs> a real estate agent, in February, studied her butt off for 90 days straight, made me do all the housework. 
<laughs> I did. Cooked I did. so many meals. The people at the grocery store know me by my first name. My hands are calloused from the amount of Windexing and cleaning and vacuuming that I did those 90 days. And I think she became an agent just to have a three-month break Definitely. of some home duties, of Definitely. splitting the duties. But she passed her exam in May. Within a day, got her first listing. Within a month, got her second listing. And now it is closing today. And we're about to head over uh, later today to take a big picture to help promote it. But what was that experience like? Because your first one was being representing a buyer's right. agent. You were you were being the buyer's agent. Yep. Now on your second home, you were a seller's agent. Yeah. Can you start there? What is? Do you, do you feel there's a difference between representing a buyer or seller? What's kind of the similarities and what are some of the differences? Great question, and I'm so, so happy that so early on I was able to be on both ends of it because they are very different. Right now, we are definitely in a seller's market, meaning homes are going quick and there's not enough inventory. So when I did the very first home as a buyer's agent, we got very lucky um, getting the actual property because there were nine offers in on the house. And we've kind of learned um, in this market right now, the way to get an offer accepted is pretty much going, I would say 15 to 20K above asking price with a big down payment. At least I've been seeing that work a lot. Um, however, that's not always the case, but it's just something that I've noticed, at least in the Florida market. So being on the buyer's end, I don't think I really was in that full struggle mode of showing them 10 properties, the client putting in five different offers and not accepting it, because that is happening a lot. Um, but I did get to see on the buyer's end, just kind of what it is that really goes into that, especially in a seller's market. However, on the flip side, this last property that's closing tomorrow, um, I was the seller's agent. So basically what that means is we had the property that everyone wanted <laughs> pretty much. I mean, that's kind of how it is right now. Would you not I got to say, I've never felt more wanted <laughs> in, in my entire <laughs> life. Um, it, what, what, what are you, is there anything you can compare that to? I don't think there's ever been a time in our lives, and we've been in certain positions that would, sure. you know, maybe put us on a stage or something, yeah. and people are like, "Oh, I want to like meet you, or I want to talk to you, or you know, traveling around doing different events." You know, we do get a lot of uh, a lot of compliments, which feels really good. But there's a difference of people giving you clout in the sense of like, it's nice to meet you, and it's kind of an equal exchange, right? Because each party is right. like, "Oh, I'm excited to meet you. We're excited to meet them," and it's a cool exchange. So you get to feel that a little bit. But there's not that added, um, like, odd leverage that we almost, you don't earn. Right. You just happen to have a property that everyone wants. So everyone walking in just treats you so like gold. So kind, amazing. Well, and so what happened with this property is it's in a very um, highly desired area. You know, it's a big family community. The property itself is absolutely beautiful. And in the specific area called Winter Garden, there aren't that many homes coming on the market because it's such a highly desirable place. So when this popped up, I mean, we had sight unseen offers, which basically means that people were giving offers before they even saw it. Because we put this property up on a, I think it was a Thursday and or no it was a wednesday it was wednesday afternoon and we weren't showing the house until saturday the big open house 
because there were just there was a family living there you know so we had to cater to their schedules so from there um we really wanted to make sure that's so funny i have my client calling me right now and i have to answer All right, yeah. sorry y'all realtor life you know what i'm saying yeah that was actually perfect timing because <laughs> there was a garbage truck that came that by. was beeping as well so why not take a little break um but, but yeah, you were saying something about like, yeah, so the, you, the, you put it up on Wednesday. Yes, we put it up on Wednesday, but didn't have the open house until Saturday. So there were different offers that came in with nobody seeing the property. And at the actual open house, we had about 100 people come through. And there were multiple offers. Sundays when I presented all the offers to the incredible clients and we chose the best fit for them. So it was just an incredible experience. And um I'm just really, really grateful that now I know the inner workings of both sides because there are different responsibilities for both sides. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I feel like with the buyers, there is a lot more paperwork, but then also with the sellers, you have quite a bit of paperwork and contracts too. And that's actually what that question was just about. So a lot goes into it that you actually could not imagine. It probably shifts. I, I can imagine if there's a ton of inventory and it's a buyer's market, then it's, it's, the word's not easier, it's just the, the leverage. Sure. I think that's what I was speaking sure. about earlier. The leverage is so massive right now for, for sellers selling their home because they're going so fast that if you're representing the seller, you have all the leverage because you're just like, look, there's tons of memes going around on TikTok and all, like people are making jokes that it's yeah. just like, we'll offer you whatever you want, like we'll wave inspect, like does it matter, like we just need the house. But then years ago, I remember watching Million Dollar Listing, like whatever season it was, it was a buyer's market. Oh. And people, when you got a seller's um, listing, they had to pitch themselves of like, well, how are you gonna sell my house when there's yep. 17 homes on my street? Why, how are, and you had yep. to pitch yourself like, I know people, my marketing's great, so it was flipped. So I, there's probably gonna be an ebb and flow in real estate, but personally, and I, th I know you feel the same way, I think it's exciting helping a buyer, even though it's a little more challenging because they're finding a potentially forever home sure. and there's like that emotional um, excitement from on their end. But then when you're helping a seller, they're usually either moving or upgrading yeah. or downgrading or whatever it may be. But everybody, no matter where you're at, everyone is excited for the transaction to happen in most cases. Yep. And we're just a part of everyone who's excited and that's still something that I feel isn't as common in most sales or marketing kind of gigs is it? yes, there's a product or service being exchanged and both parties are happy, but having two agents and then two clients on each side, all being so excited, it's a little so different happy. and cool. Yeah. And one of my favorite things that you're doing, and I'll put a little clip in so people can see, is um, the gift that you got for the family. Yes. So I just feel that personal touch in anything in life is so important, especially when it comes to business, because being the seller's agent or the buyer's agent, I would imagine and really hope that agents get to know their clients, you know? And so being the seller's agent, I was at their house multiple times. I got to meet their amazing daughters, really learn a bit about them. And so I thought, you know what, from all of these conversations I've had with them, let me kind of like tailor make this basket to really just, you know, like make bring a smile to their face, right? So I know that in their new house, they have this pool that they are so so excited about so i got them this really cool um float i guess it's it's a fun boy and it's the barbie theme so it's like really cool pastel colors the daughters love 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 i mean the whole family loves disney so that's really you know something that stood out but i know that one of the daughters 
is like Harry Potter obsessed. All things Harry Potter. So I found these really cool ears on Etsy that are Harry Potter made specifically. The other daughter like loves all things princesses and I go, she needs this rose gold princess ears. So through those in there, I got a really nice bottle of wine for obviously the parents to enjoy. So when they're hanging out in their new pool in their new house, they can just sit back, relax, enjoy. And then I found this really cool candle that is a new home candle. Yeah. And you know, of course, a really nice card. So you know, it's just like little things that I I love personal touch because I think if I were on that end, I would want something like that. Well, and especially, especially the sellers because if you get a sell a, a listing the the sellers are most of the time paying the commissions of the agent yeah, totally. so they're entrusting you with probably one of the biggest purchases and or sell, sell, you know sales of their house yep. of their life yep. and they're paying a lot of money because usually the sellers will pay that five to six percent seven percent whatever it may be um which is a, a hefty amount of money and I just think it goes a really long way of really caring and, and no matter what you have, no matter what business you yeah. run, um, of putting in that touch, it just it's just a thank you for for trusting us. Yeah. Definitely. And so I think it's really cute and I'm glad like, you know, her this is one thing because we, we get asked a lot about, you know, like being together all the time or working together, how that all works. And I believe a lot of it just happened to be luck on our personalities because it's not like we met now. Where right. I'm like, oh, she's like this, I'm like this, and that's what we vibed about. We had no clue other than just being young and in love. <laughs> like, we had no idea really other than like just being artists and running around yeah. Hollywood of what our strengths were when it came to building a business. And just that analytical side, or not analytical, more of the, um, what would you call like the, like, is it an admin? Like yeah, administration? That, absolutely. Just the business end of handling all of the contracts and, and administrative. Yeah, and, definitely. But then also having that flair and that, like for me, I love the idea of like, absolutely there needs to be like something, but just the way that you picked all the right things sure. is like a skill. Sure. Like I understand what needs to be done, but then you know what to do. You know, it's kind of like if someone can build a house, but then yeah. you know how to furnish it. It's it's like yeah. that kind of thing in all of our in all of our work and like me with the numbers marketing and advertising and video production yeah. and you with the, like it's just a great marriage. It's a great marriage and uh, <laughs> oh yeah that work yeah so it work it works really well um, and then we just launched uh, and we want to thank you for all of the love and support we have uh, almost a hundred thousand views on our very first episode of uh, exploring Florida Whoa! with Freddie and Alyssa. I didn't even know that. <laughs> yeah, it's well it's our, it's our it's our inside of our apartment so that is I believe like super clickbaity in the sense that people are okay. interested sure. which is awesome because when you have an interesting video that's what happens that's what people are showing up for if you don't right. make it entertaining or interesting or inspirational or educational people don't have interest correct so i'm glad we launched the show we released our second episode as well and then we're working on our third fourth and fifth this week and uh uh, I, I'm just really excited to continue to explore Florida, yeah. get out of my comfort zone, and really try some of these activities because going on a hot air balloon or that air balloon ride, I don't think I would have naturally done. No way. Um, and the list of things that we have. So I, I want to just thank you all for coming on this yeah. journey. We're still going to, yet again, like any project, we're going to continue to evolve and figure out um, the, the time to release it, um, what to have in the episode because we have to 
gather information from all of you wonderful people who watch and and who comment and like or not like and we take that data and we slowly adjust it and uh, right now it's going well and I think the best thing about exploring Florida is that the job itself isn't ever repetitive right. because you're going to a different place and doing a different activity every single time yep. And uh, so we have a lot of cool things. I don't want to like bring up what we're going to do. It's more exciting for you to watch it. <laughs> he hates so, that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we, we've got another one. But it's going to be released every single Monday. Um, and I think we're going to push the time. We thought maybe Monday in the afternoon would work best. I don't think it did. It could be an anomaly. Right. But I think we're going to stick to maybe the PM on Mondays. But Mondays definitely, I think, is going to be the day. I think Monday's got to be the, the day. But the time in which we release it's going to change. But but next Monday, you'll have another episode. And then, of course, the Friday List show on Wednesday. And uh, so that's going to be really exciting. Um, I had this, like, joke. We, we were on a, a Zoom with some friends last night. And my, my joke was me getting out of my comfort zone because during quarantine and even leading up to quarantine, I was becoming a little bit of a wet blanket. I was, <laughs> I was like so obsessed with work and I just wouldn't get out and go do things. And then when the quarantine happened, it kind of doubled down on my wet blanketness of like, well, we can't go anywhere. And w then I started to feel like uncomfortable being away from people and doing yeah. things. So once we've been able to get back out there, I've kind of let that wet blanket cape off of me the wet and I'm doing cape. things <laughs> and um, and it's it, it's it's great because with these videos I feel like Alyssa and I are gonna have to continue to one up the activity so we started <laughs> off with an air balloon ride then we might do something like axe throwing or like go to like a safari or like um, but then we were talking on, on the zoom last night about like would we ever go skydiving and then the question became, would you, like, in seven years, we're on, like, episode, like, 300, we're like, we're going to space. <laughs> if that's even an option, which is the big question of today's episode, I want to really spend some time on this because it's so multifaceted of, of, of people going to space, being in 2021. Um, I want to kick it to you first on this, of would you go to space if we happen to win like a lottery and were picked and had two seats, which you actually did on Omaze. Yes, yeah, so Omaze is this awesome, awesome website where you can go and enter into all these like really crazy giveaways. However, if you don't get picked, your money goes to a charity. It's so pretty, it's pretty it's cool. an incredible idea and I love everything behind it because obviously like it's a one in a billion chance that you never win any of these. Someone has to. Someone's got to. It might be us. And I saw that right after Richard Branson, Sir Richard Branson went to space, they had an Omaze uh, giveaway for not one, but two seats. Did they say when? I don't know. Because that's, the, that's the, biggest, the, the biggest question because I believe that Bezos, I think Musk, Elon Musk is doing something slightly different. I think he's trying to colonize Mars and I think he's trying to successfully um, bring people to Mars, but like in a, in one or two decades. Right. Where I think Bezos and Richard Branson are starting with um, exploring like around the atmosphere or even Branson, I believe, is outside. So you can actually just for an, because like, if you watched it live, they just like went up, looked down at the earth, and then came back and landed successfully. So they're looking for the new age of space travel commercially. So their whole thing that they're doing is they want to go just far enough out of the atmosphere so you can see 
Which would be awesome. Insane, yeah, yeah. And then come back down. But the whole argument that Jeff Bezos is saying is that he's going further than Branson went. So he's technically the one who went to space. He's saying that Branson didn't really go to space. I'm like, come on, guys. Well, the other (laughs) thing is that Richard Branson was supposed to go to space later. But I think in this, Richard Branson said it was just a coincidence. But he moved his date up by nine days to beat Bezos. So Richard Branson was supposed to go in maybe like August or something, but then changed the date so that he could be the first one to go. And then Bezos is going in just a few days from when this podcast is airing. And, uh, well, I got, sorry to interrupt, but I got to say, yeah, it's going to be so cool when Bezos goes, but like being the first one, how excited was I to watch that? I was like, babe, quiet. Anytime you'd start talking, I'm like, this is so important. You know, like I didn't want to miss a moment. And then now... I'm like, it's cool, but... Well, yeah, it's, we're just all kind of, like, used to it. And um, and when we say, like, the first one, we're meaning, like, you know, like a billionaire who built a company yeah. and then yeah. goes to space. Yeah. And it, it it's kind of a lesson in, in a lot of things. You know, there's, there's a little controversy around it. I think most people are feeling inspired. Um, and proud of of somebody or a or to, to spearhead it, but of course there's probably thousands of wonderful, intelligent, hardworking people who are building these companies. But to use the face of it, Bezos and Branson, but to have these people build these phenomenal companies to recruit the talent that you know they can I don't know build a spaceship that goes to space and comes back down and lands safely is just incredible. So I think most people truly feel inspired. I know that's how we felt. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that there's a lot of bad things still happening in the world. There always has been. No, and unless something magical can happen, it seems like there will always be challenges and friction in the world. And we can't allow moments like this to be overlooked because I think everything can coexist at the same time. Yep. I think you can have innovation, you can have success, you can have greatness, you can have um, forward-moving ideas all happening while we're still working and fixing problems in the world in our backyards in our own homes and i think that that's just how everything has always been you know there's there's even times that in your own household there's negative things happening that need to be fixed but you still go to work you still work on your promotion you still go on that vacation like you can do them at the same time but i do understand some of the controversy of like there's a lot of people in need in the world and billionaires are going to space and but it's it is for the future future it is for us to be able to you know have commercial flights because even back in the day we weren't there but i'm sure when airplanes first started there were probably similar problems but people were investing in this but look how convenient and awesome the mass air travel how many jobs it has provided how many experiences and traveling and seeing your family and and being there and the convenience of that has really made a huge difference the same thing happened with cars i'm sure the same thing happened with you know keep bringing that on back so for me i love when people are innovative because it really shows us that anything is possible because if you look at someone you go richard branson's just a guy who created multiple companies became a billionaire It, it, it gives so much to people yeah and has the leadership skills to put together a team of geniuses to build a, a rocket ship so that we, in, I don't know, three years, 10 years, 20 years, whatever it's going to be, can just go buy a ticket for probably $600 at one point that we're just going to sit on a rocket and there, you know, have some peanuts. And then we're going to go up and look at the earth. 
pretty crazy. And then come down. I think it's going to expand our mind. I think this is the beginning of of colonization in the sense that it's showing that these rockets are self-sufficient. Yeah. I think that's the right word. Um, that's not the right word. But meaning, I think back in the day, anytime a rocket would launch, it wasn't reusable. So that is right. why it became extremely expensive. So with Elon and Bezos and Branson, their teams and all of them have created a way that the rockets are reusable, which is more cost effective. Because if you had to blow up a rocket every single time you brought people into space, tickets would be $6 million. <laughs> but if they can find an efficient way, we might be able to um, actually go one day. But we did um, donate to Omaze for a chance to win two seats. And so let's go to the big question. Would you go if it was next Saturday? Next Saturday, I 100% would. I have been obsessed with space ever since I was a little girl. And yeah, it would be <laughs> a little cray cray. I know it's still brand spanking new, but I know a lot of things can go wrong, but I'm at a point in my life where we're young. There's, you know, we haven't started a family yet or anything like that. So <laughs> if anything happens, so we're only it's leaving like, all our friends and no, family I, around us. Well, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm just saying, I guess when I think about it in the grand scheme of things, it's something I've always wanted to do. And how do you pass that up? Would you go? Next Saturday, I would. I would. would you go to space? Yeah, I would have to because of so many reasons. And uh, yet again, this is just how my brain works. I think a lot of people would say, oh my God, I'd love to see Earth. Absolutely. That's number one. Number two, I bet you if you won and you were some of the first, the amount of press that you would get and what that would do for our entire press, business. Press, 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 press. Don't need no more press. press. Well, we need press. <laughs> um, and being able to just meet uh, Bezos or Branson would be just like so cool. Um, so I just think, you know, and just the experience and I bet you when you're up there looking down and this is what everybody has said is that you just, you have a different perspective. And I think if you, if you look at certain people that might have not traveled the world, even like us, like we can't truly understand what it's like in other countries that we haven't been to. Right. You know, like even when we went to Thailand or you go to Australia or you go to Mexico or even if you go to certain cities in the United States, um, you and I have gained such a, pers a perspective of of others mm -hmm. and and not just being in our own little bubble. Like I think if somebody was only in Hollywood or or only in like one place their whole life and, and that, that's I'm not saying that for everybody, but in certain circumstances, I think it is true that you unless your feet are on the ground how can you truly understand other cultures sure. and how can you truly understand that's why we want to continue to get out there and we want to explore because when you do go to other countries and come back to the united states you have an appreciation for what yeah. we have and i think people who might not have gone other places maybe take for granted what we have and this whole entire rant leads me up to that we have all these discrepancies here on earth and we think because of imaginary borders that were created and people's different cultures and languages and religions that there's there's tension sometimes. But I'm sure when you go to space and look at Earth, you're like, this is our planet. Every yeah. single one of us are exactly the same. We're all made up of the same thing. And if there was other planets, we would, and, and God forbid we're attacking us, we would come together as Earthlings, earthlings as earthlings <laughs> as human beings if it was yeah. a different kind of species and i just think to look at this amazing planet from the sky it would it would give 
the most interesting perspective that's ever been given yeah. to anybody. You know, even if you travel the whole world to look down and go, we're all part of this. And I think we're going to start really appreciating the planet more when we become a multi-planet species, starting with Mars and all of that. So that yeah. perspective is what I would want and being in a spaceship. So like all this, but I think we're starting with an air balloon, axe throwing, <laughs> safari. Then we'll go to space. Then we'll go to space. So maybe not next Saturday, but you know, maybe in 10 years or whatever it may be. And I'd like to see a few more successful launches. I knew you were going to say that. Okay, so do you know who Sarah Blakely is? The yes. Spanx CEO. Well, she shared this story the day that they went to space and, or, the, you know, Richard Branson and them. And she was like, you know, I knew I always wanted to meet him. And she goes, when Spanx was only a couple years old, she goes, there was this reality show that Richard Branson was the host of. And she goes, my lawyer's begged me not to do it she goes but I just had to do it I really knew I manifested like I wanted to meet him she goes I didn't think it'd be through a reality show but it was and so the reality show I forget what it was called but I guess it's like part business but part like silly goofy stuff like you know you can imagine yeah and one of the things that they did on this reality show was they wanted to see what it was like to be in space with zero gravity so back then they did something that they would do for astronauts training to see what it's like without gravity and the way that they do this is they go up in a plane and then they go down and they nosedive like going straight down and there's something scientifically that happens that you reach no gravity so I watched. So this. you float inside? Yeah. And you can see it. You should watch the video on her Instagram, but you can see them. They're all sitting there and they're waiting and they're so nervous because they're like nose diving yeah. down. And then all of a sudden they hit it and there were like 10 people in there and that you're floating and you're doing somersaults and it was just the craziest thing. I bet you're just feeling so free, not thinking of the nose, <laughs> nose dive nose happening. Dive. That, see, something like that stresses me out, thinking of trying to do that. I don't know if yeah. I love that. But it looked so cool. And then after that, you know, she became great friends with him all these years. So it's just kind of interesting to see all the makings that go into something like this. And, you know, obviously we're not going to have to learn to do that per se. Yeah. Um, and it was really interesting, too. I watched one of the videos of them getting into the, you know, different atmosphere, I guess you could call it. And they were able to take their seatbelts off, and then they all just started floating. And, and seeing their faces, their faces say it all. What? I mean, it's amazing. It's incredible. Yeah. And so, I don't know. I would be so down. Like, sign me up tomorrow. Whatever. Let's go. <laughs> and, I, and I think it's getting out of your comfort zone, whether you're nosediving in a plane or whether you're, like, riding an elephant or you're, you're scuba diving or no matter what you're doing, there's something about getting out of your comfort zone and challenging yourself with yeah. that actual fear because it then makes all the little things in life that you might be afraid or nervous about seem obsolete. Like I went like to if space. You, yeah, like if you're <laughs> gonna go and like diving with sharks and then later you have to go speak on stage and you have stage fright, after like scuba diving with sharks, you're just not gonna feel that fear on stage later because of what you just did. And you don't have to go dive with sharks. I was going to say, scuba diving with sharks is a no for me. But like Joe Rogan made a good that? point. Uh, maybe. Um, Joe Rogan made a really good point about 
managing anxiety and managing fear that if you put your body and your nervous system through a like one hell of a workout or you challenge yourself early in the morning with something it almost allows all these other little things whether it's that meeting with your boss or talking to a friend or having that like it, it everything else that you thought you were going to be nervous about kind of dissipates if you do something extremely challenging so i think even going on these adventures and learning new things it it creates that that challenge and that overcoming aspect yeah. because after a while like even where we are right now in the business um it's it's kind of not on autopilot it's still work but it's not like there's new challenges and i feel right. like creating activities of those new challenges continues to let you grow Absolutely. and of course we grow in every podcast and we grow in every everything mm. that we do especially when you go live and everything like our job is always to make this look seamless like we just sat down and we're talking which we are but there is a finesse and a talent over the years of speaking to keep people's interest Absolutely. in doing so we're always being challenged and growing but i'm meaning on a more of a physical level uh because we do a lot of our work is all yeah. heady yeah so imagine this physical ability of you know a half marathon or just any sort of physical challenge or or diving out of a plane or or rock climbing <laughs> or anything it's just a cool thing that i've been hearing and i've really been seeing it happen in real life in my life lately of doing these activities moving furniture all day accomplishing these physical tasks definitely does something for my inner self Absolutely, but we might have to test this out now, Freddie Smith. You say you want to go scuba dive with sharks and jump out of a plane and go rock climbing? Yeah, Let's test I mean, we're going to gradually Florida. build up. I'm not going to just <laughs> jump out of a plane tomorrow, but it's just there something some to... There's cool things, though, that I would do. It's just anything. It's just yeah. anything to get out of your comfort zone and to, to get used to being uncomfortable every day yeah. so that it just becomes part of who you are because when we were in lockdown and you're not really doing much to get out of your comfort zone, you start realizing that little things become what make you uncomfortable. And mm -hmm. we had, or at least myself, had to force myself back out there to go get back into the rhythm of things. And and once I did, I was like, oh, I feel like, feel like myself again. So yep. um, if anyone's struggling with that, I just wanted to share that because it yeah. really helped me. It's doing something physical whether it's painting a fence or, or something like skydiving, but just something physical, moving stuff, working out, it really does something to balance out because I think a lot of things we do today is all in here. It's social media, it's working from home, it's being on our phones, and, and, we, and doing that physical labor or physical experience is a different thing that Absolutely. I think we require. So, Absolutely. So anyway, we'd love to hear in the comment section below, would you go to space mm. next Saturday if you were offered <laughs> it? And um, and we just want to thank you so much for coming on this journey with us. And uh, we're going to have another episode of Exploring Florida on Monday and another episode of the Freddie and Alyssa show next Wednesday. So Mondays and Wednesdays are going to be our new, well, Wednesday we always had, but you know what I mean, is our new schedule, Mondays and Wednesdays. So we want to thank you. Yes. We're wishing you the most amazing week ever. And we will see you next week. Bye.